0: what's up everyone this is Brandon from the sports project this new little thing we're doing now it's called patreon i'm sure when you've to other podcasts you've heard about it all it is is a small donation once a month to help support us and help keep us giving you the best sports related content the hottest interviews and the most breaking news there's three different tiers we offer right now little league for a single u.s dollar you get a shout out every episode junior athlete for three dollars a month you get to pick one topic for the sports project to cover i don't care if it's kentucky derby us open or even your favorite minor league team wherever you're from and then all american five bucks a month that's it it allows you to come in and talk on the sports project come join us in the recording and be a part of the show every single month so go out join our patreon support us and help us keep giving you the best content available what's up everyone this is brandon from the sports project we got our first sponsor out here black buffalo
1: yes sir stuff is awesome tell them about it Brandon. so black
0: buffalo is the world's only smokeless tobacco alternative that delivers the same experience as traditional smokeless tobacco without any tobacco leaf or stem it's got the same taste it's the same texture the same color and yes the same nicotine
2: what kind of what kind of flavors they got
0: so flavors are all the traditional flavors you'd see out there with regular smokeless tobacco. You got wintergreen, you got straight, you got mint, you got peach, peach, Georgia. And one of my favorites right now is a blood orange. I ain't never had nothing like it out of any other smokeless tobacco. So go try it out. Hit our Patreon page, any of our social medias, anything like that. And you to get a link and get save a little bit of money on it and try it out.
2: i'm john i'm kevin this is brandon and you're
0: listening to the sports project
2: all right guys welcome back to the sports project i'm here as always with brandon and kevin on our little last dance series we're talking about episodes three and four um so let's get it started what what did you guys think uh let's start with that what did you guys think of episode three and four
1: Um, I actually loved it, man. I mean, I I think we started really kind of diving into the the meat and potatoes of the dynasty, if you will. Um, You kind of got that start up a little bit of, you know, the Detroit Pistons being kind of the bad boys around the block and and the Bulls having to come up and kind of earn their stripes a little bit. Um, We got to learn a little bit more about Dennis Rodman, who I've always found was a fascinating character. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, and then I really just think you start to see, you know, kind of, you know, MJ's greatness and, and who he really was as a competitor um, and just his absolute drive to, you know, make his team great and him great.
0: Yeah, I 100 percent agree. I've always loved the bad boys of Detroit and Jordan, that entire saga and kind of how it I, I really think they were a big part of what made Jordan the greatest to ever step on a court. He was already on that path. But I think that is a pivotal part of the story that I was really hoping the last dance would touch on. And I think for me, that's one of my most, you know, one of the most exciting and one of my most enjoyable parts about watching this entire documentary is that part. And then Dennis Rodman growing up, I remember just seeing pictures of that dude, stories. Like he was just wild. And he was essentially just the, the kind of the guy, no one really knew what was going to happen, you know, and so, I mean, you know, I was excited to see that and kind of his complex nature. So it was, uh, it was fun.
2: Well, he, he was definitely the focal point for three and four. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, he was, I mean, we, I think everybody knew he was wild and crazy. Everybody knows Dennis Rodman. But I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that everybody knew exactly how that whole vacation thing went down. And, <laughs> I mean, to to take a vacation in the middle of a season, not, not just in the middle of the season, but when he took it in the season, I mean, is insane. But to go, yeah, let me get 48 hours and then ended up taking 80 plus. And I love that MJ was like, he ain't coming back. He's not coming back in 48 hours. He ain't going to be here.
1: Yeah, like, the funniest, you- yeah, the funniest part about that to me was when, uh, Jordan looked at him and said, you need a vacation. I need a fucking vacation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> dude, that man is why he went to Vegas for 80 hours, just straight left the Bulls, just did not even give a shit.
0: Yeah, well,
1: bet- and, and that's where the legend of, like I said, the legend of Dennis Rodman. I mean, this dude was an absolute animal. I mean, he was work hard, play hard before work hard, play hard was cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that
0: was, you know, that's what he did. You know, that was Dennis Rodman's entire MO. I feel like, you know, I never even really thought of that until just now. The work hard, play hard. And, you know, he, he left for the, you know, 72, 80 hours, however long it was. He came back, he walked through the door, everything was fine, and he didn't miss a game the rest of the season. He was just <laughs> good to go. Well, John.
2: and, and, and I think they, I think it, I think it was Phil Jackson that said something to this effect, but I, I don't remember if it was Phil or somebody else, but they were like, he came back and he played well like we didn't there was nothing we could say like the man took his break he came back he played well what were you going to say yeah you he know I, a I mean vacation
1: what do you want from you him? The,
0: and, the man needed a break <laughs> you know you can't really you can't really be upset with that like you know what what is really that you know at the end of the day what is 80 hours missing that long like he missed a week worth of week worth of work and he comes back and shows that it didn't affect him it actually improved him my hats off to the guy like go ahead man you, you crushed it. You deserved it. Like not many people, in professional sports, I mean, could pull that off. Because we know there's no way Dennis Rodman went to Vegas and was sitting poolside for a week straight sipping Seltzer Waters. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah. relaxing. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, when you're in Vegas with Carmen Electra and she feels the need to hide from Michael Jordan, you're not just sitting by the pool enjoying, the, you know, the sun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're not drinking Tito's and LaCroix. You know?
2: Well, I mean, and here's the thing. At, at, at some point, you do have to just go, I mean, what's 80 hours to a, 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 a whole season of basketball? I mean, don't get me wrong. He did take it off in a crucial 80 – I mean, not a crucial 80 hours of the season, but not exactly the, you know, beginning of the season. Um, But, I mean, let, let's let just say let – let's say – Steph Curry when the to 2016 Warriors say he misses 80 hours of basketball do you think they're <laughs> losing that many more games i mean i'm just saying
0: well, i mean i, I think that the thing is i think one of the beautiful things about that is you know it, it it's almost the, the player and and who it is and, and how it functions the bulls like they lost they lost rodman for 80 hours if the Warriors had lost Curry for eighty hours, that would have broke the backbone of the team. But with the Bulls, like they were still able to manage and keep going, they Scotty and Jordan were able to kind of keep it going. and not it's not the end of the world, man. And I think that him coming back refreshed, doing what Rodman does, like that was that's what the team needed. That's what he needed. It helped him keep going. He played hard for the rest of the season, and you know that was it. So, uh,
2: so outside of of rodman they did a lot more on pippin as well in the third and and fourth episode and they talked mainly about the migraine game um i loved when so when they first brought up the migraine game they cut to jordan um (laughs) doing his interview and he just kind of chuckled and I, i i think everybody had to know that that was gonna happen like I don't think you very. I don't think there's ever anywhere where you have two players on the same team, and I I don't know if they were in the same. Se- I don't think they were in the same season, um, but you have two players that both had a game that they played gravely. Well, not gravely ill, but but badly badly sick. One with a migraine, one with the flu, and it's funny that Jordan just kind of smirks at his migraine game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's funny that, just like you brought up, Jordan had, you know, the flu game. Pippen's got the migraine game. Um, I I, I don't really know. I mean, again, this has kind of been always one of those legend, folktale kind of things that that has been passed down, you know, that I've heard, you know, from old heads talking basketball in the past. But now you kind of get to see it. Um, You know, I'll be honest, man, when I first – started seeing what Jordan was saying, what Pippen was saying. Uh, it seems like a bunch of bullshit, uh, but what, what, what do I know? I don't, I, I don't know. I just, I, I know that in that situation, a migraine, it better be a fucking bad migraine. Yeah. And, and I think uh, that, uh, you know, I agree. Like, you know, it's,
0: it was, it was game seven in the Eastern conference finals, right? Yeah
1: um i'd have to go back i don't know if it was game seven i do know uh it was in the middle you know of of that playoff run yeah so Uh, i think it was
0: i think it was game seven of the eastern conference finals and like to come down with a headache during that like it's game seven dude like it it had better be literally the worst thing of your entire life and it had be better be so debilitating that you don't even need to be on the court and it's i think it's you make a point man it's it's worth almost arguing like I heard the same thing, you know. Growing up watching basketball and hearing people talk, it's it's challenging to to see it from Scotty's perspective. Um, and he was a shell of himself in that game, was it? And but he played he played forty two minutes and went one from ten from the field and only scored two points.
1: So, I mean, really, he he should have just been off the court if it was that bad. And not even been there. Well, I think the thing we've been talking about this last week and now this week is just kind of that behind the scenes that we've gotten to see. You know, you kind of already know the outcomes, but just, you know, what's the storylines? What's what's behind what we already know? Um, And again, just being able to to get kind of this this little behind the scene interview, things like that. Um, Again, asking Scottie Pippen straight up, you know, what's what's going on, man? And, um, you know, it's just it, – it's kind of entertaining now to to sit back and, and watch, you know, how they handle these questions and things like that because, again, you know, I guarantee you at the time he didn't think that the migraine game was going to be the migraine game, you know. Yeah. And it's just one of the things that happens. And, you know, unfortunately, if you're on the wrong side of, of someone's, you know, opinion, then you're going to be forever downplayed for that, for, for what happened.
2: Yeah. It's I mean, I think for me being born in 95, um, you know, not really watching Jordan really play live and not understanding really what happened, anything like that until I was older and I would have to go do the research myself, really, because I mean, there's not really that many documentaries and stuff out there that really like this talk about exactly what happened and what led to all these events and how all this stuff culminated and came together. And so I think for people like me that, you know, didn't grow up watching Jordan, this is amazing for us because we get to understand now what happened. And so now those people who know what happened with Jordan back then, we can now talk to them and, and have that conversation and, you know, go, yeah, that was so crazy what Jerry
0: Cross did. That was so crazy that, you know, Dennis Rodman took his vacation in the middle of the season. Yeah. So I think when you look back on professional sports, none of this stuff that with Rodman, Pippen, anything like that wouldn't fly to any, any professional sport. There's no professional sport out there where you're going to see a man taking 80 hours, vacation, you go to Vegas and just rage for a week straight. A guy with a a migraine, like he's just not going to play. You're not going to see a guy in the NFL, in the NBA, even in MLB, go out and play a game if he's got a brutal migraine. I think the athletes back then were harder. The game was different. And like when people are saying, hey, like, you know, they bring up the classic Jordan LeBron debate or they talk about MLB players, you know, or football or anything, it's really – it's blatantly clear almost now that the players back then played to a different caliber. They played in a different way and they were tougher athletes at their core. I think with certain situations, I think that is that is easily to be argued now.
2: Yeah. I I've always been, I mean, I've always been intrigued by the LeBron James, Michael Jordan debate, just like everybody. But I think the people who say that, uh, you know, uh, basketball was different back then. I, I think you have to re, or, or you you have to listen to what they're saying because when you watch the documentary and you hear what they say about the Knicks and the Bulls rivalry, and then you watch the highlights, and you can go on YouTube and watch the highlights, they're not any different. Um, the Knicks and the Bulls, that rivalry right there shows you exactly that's how basketball was played back then. You don't play basketball like that now. You can't. They don't they don't let it happen. Yeah. And so and they played like that all the time. Now, don't get me wrong. The Knicks and the Bulls and rivalries like that were worse. But all that that some of that was just normal. Some of that was just normal in every game.
0: Yeah. And I remember you know sitting on an airplane uh, a couple of years ago when I watched I mentioned it before that documentary of the bad boys in Detroit and seeing the way they played basketball and how aggressive and how physical they were. I realized that then that like now, like you're never going to see that in the NBA again. You're never going to see a team like the bad boys of Detroit who are winning because they are so aggressive and so physical and able to just out, you know, out maneuver and out tough man, everyone else on the court,
2: just bully everybody.
0: I think that alone is, it's just mind blowing almost to see the physicality in a game of basketball. Like, you're not going to see Westbrook, you know, the snake Durant. You're not going to see him. You're not going to see LeBron, <laughs> you know, any of these guys. You're not going to see him play against a physical team like them. And again, like that's what made the Bulls and Jordan who they are. I think that played a pivotal part in seeing that growth of the team.
2: Yeah, I mean, something I noticed too in, in, the, in this series was when – someone pissed someone else off some of the way that they would, especially Jordan. um, Some of the ways that they would come back and retaliate um, would be to score buckets and, and drop threes on them. But a lot of the ways they were retaliating was, I'm going to go up and I'm going to get this board or I'm going to body you up in the paint and you're not going to make this shot. That's not what it is now. Now it is, I'm going to bang this three in and you ain't going to stop me because I'm Steph Curry and I've got the best shot in the in the game. Yeah, and, and like... Or, or I'm Russell Westbrook and you can't stop me in the paint.
0: Yeah, I would 100% agree. I think that... The, the way it's, it's transitioned is, you know, and not saying today's athletes aren't phenomenal and, and brilliant and what they do. They do, but they just play a different style of the game, I think. Yep. I, they are just as talented, I, I think so. But their style is just so different. You're not going to see a dude uh, like Bill Lampier come up and, and just body you, you know, on the court. You're going to see, like, you know, John was saying, you're going to see Steph Curry hitting a three right past, you know, the half court line and being like, hey, man, like you literally cannot stop me right here or anywhere on this court when I'm, you know, when I'm pissed off, I'm going to make a shot. And it's almost as if you saw a true rivalry at its core back then. And you saw like a man and, you know, on one team, a man on another team develop a rivalry throughout a game. And they played that way. And I think now what you're seeing is you're seeing more of a, of a athletic, athlete rivalry where okay i don't need to body you up you know in 2020 i need to outshine you with my raw talent and you know how i'm going to shoot the three or how i'm going to get around you and you know make a buck in the pain i think that's that's where the transition of the rivalry has gone i think it's fascinating to watch
1: yeah just being able to see how the game has evolved and again guys we're, we're we're talking 20 years ago we're not talking that long ago and yeah um you know, just how quickly athletes have changed. I mean, athletes in a matter of 20, 20, you know, plus years, some odd, they have gotten bigger, faster, stronger. Um, but, you know, a lot of people would argue, you know, not only in, in basketball, but football, and I'm sure a lot of other sports, how the intensity has gone down. There's not as much physicality. There's not that that extra, you know, whatever it is that, 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 that people play with now it's, it's more of that finesse game instead of that physicality game where i'm going to destroy you
0: speed kills yeah i i 100 agree and you know it's yeah i i think it's the transition has been absolutely beautiful and i've really enjoyed watching it especially having this documentary expose that even deeper than what I think any of us Mm -hmm. really, you know, could have comprehended before watching a quick, you know, 45 minute documentary on ESPN or something.
2: So I I know we've talked about the Pistons, the bad boy Pistons. so uh, as bad as they were in a good way, I, 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 I always disliked Isaiah Thomas for walking off the court, you know, like that. But when they interviewed him and he said what he said, I all respect gone. I lost all respect for that man. If I if he didn't get in the Hall of Fame, wouldn't be upset about it.
1: Well, you and Horace Grant both. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go ahead and say the quote. Quote was Isaiah Thomas is a straight up bitch. End quote. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I, I put a little smile on my face when I heard it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, yes. a, again, this is one of those things that we got to see behind the curtain. This is just one of those things. I knew about the Pistons walking off, but why the hell would you walk off? Are, are, are you really that bad of a poor sport, you know, this and that? And again, like you said, John, with, with his excuses and, and, and trying to, to make it better than what it is. You know, in my opinion, it would just be better if you kind of own up to it. Hey, man, we fucked up. You know, it, it was a bad decision. It never should have happened. You, you're the better man. Whatever it is, I think it would have been squashed a whole lot longer ago. Instead, this feud has been building for, what, almost 30 years now?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it, was, it was the late 80s Yep, when this when this all went down. And, and I agree. That, you know, <laughs> the whole walking off the court thing blows my mind. You know, how how hard is it for you just to accept what, what happened? And, again, like I wasn't there. I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that. And it creates – I think it creates a challenge for, for everyone on the team and everyone else in the league.
1: Well, I think the, the worst part of it was, was that these teams, these rosters did not change that much during these times. In the three previous years, you know, the Bulls had to stand out there on the court, take their whipping. You know, handshake, congratulations, and move on, um, because yeah. you know you're the big bad bully on the block who finally got punched in the face, and now you want to take your ball and go home. Well, go on, little Isaiah Thomas. Horace Grant had it right.
2: Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I, my favorite part was when, and I, I couldn't wait for it because I knew they were going to. As soon as, because I love that they interviewed Isaiah Thomas. And then they went to Michael and they and of course they asked him, you know, or they said, we're going to show you, you know, what Isaiah Thomas had to say about it. And he straight up said, whatever he said is bullshit. (laughs) Whatever he said is bullshit. And he was right, man. That man said that was that's just what you did back then. That's just what everybody man. I can tell you right now, nobody in the history of sports, if it was if it's written down in a sports book, them teams shook hands after the game. I almost guarantee it. Almost uh, every game, every sport, I guarantee you those teams shook hands within the the game. Don't try to tell me that that, that's just what they did.
0: Whatever. Well, Well, you know, we we all grew up playing sports. We've all played – a play. I mean, I played baseball, basketball, football. I wrestled in high school. You know, I played soccer. Every single sport I played, like from the youngest age I can remember until the last sport I played, it's – Sportsmanship is huge. Like, you don't just walk off if you're pissed off and you lost. Like, you don't see, like, what what happened after Jordan hit that three in the NCAA championship and won the game? Do you think, you know, they just walked off? Or, you know, I'm sure there was some type of, like, hey, like, good job. Look at the Super Bowl every year. You know, even after Atlanta, the 28 3 thing, um, <laughs> there was. Oh, why? come on, why man. Come
1: on, Last man. Day oh, now come down. on. 28 3.
0: <laughs> I know. Jeez, have a little ref- around here. <laughs> and even after Cam fumbled the ball, man, uh, in the
1: Super Bowl, and they, and they got smacked. Um, there you go. I like that one better. There.
2: Okay. There that. we go.
0: So, and that
1: Papa John's guy won, right? Fuck you, man.
0: <laughs> I, can't even John's talk it. I hate this. I hate this team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, even after that, they. You know, players are still coming up, hugging each other, shaking hands, and speaking in each other's ear. That that isn't the standard. That isn't what you know what was done. It never has been, and never will be in professional sports. And at the end of the day, Isaiah Thomas being called a bitch. I mean, hey,
1: you know. <laughs> well, I accurate. mean, also in in just seeing Isaiah Thomas kind of try to explain himself, I I get like I said, he did himself zero favors. Um, He could have taken this opportunity, that interview, this documentary to kind of clear the air, to put everything behind him. And what did he do? Once again, came up with an excuse. Oh, that's just what we did back in the day. Um, You know, oh, if I would have known the fallout, then of course I would have shaken his hand. It's not that big of a deal you
2: know. Well, yeah, of course. Hindsight's twenty twenty, it, bro. It
1: always is, man. And that's what I was sitting there saying. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. If you knew you were gonna get in trouble, you wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah, like, if you knew everybody in the NBA was gonna hate you. Yeah. Of course you would have done it.
2: What's going on, guys? John here from the sports project. Just want to take a little break here, let you guys know what our social medias are. So our Facebook is now the Sports
1: Project. And then we have Instagram.
0: Go search the the.sports.project and give us a follow.
1: And, of course, you can catch us at Twitter, sports underscore project. Make sure you guys go give us a follow, comment, get involved. We love to hear from the fans. We'll see you guys soon. Take it easy. Well, I mean, I'm very interested to see how – you know, the rest of this series unfolds, I, I feel like we're going to get a lot more into the Isaiah Thomas, of course, with the dream team stuff coming up. I'm interesting to, to kind of see, you know, as we get closer to that last dance and the ending of, of what this dynasty was, I'm really interested to see those behind-the-scenes conversations. To me, I think Phil Jackson is one of the most interesting people throughout this entire documentary. And yeah, just his way to... Be able to interact and have that relationship with all different types of players from different walks of life, uh, different talent levels, different, you know, everything and be able to bring it in and create this. I think he just he's really interesting to me and especially the things we're getting to see. We've just never been able to see this from any of these guys. And and again, that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts.
2: Yeah, it's, it's been a good series. Um, I'm really looking forward to 5 and 6. They're going to bring Kobe in. Like you said, uh, they're going to talk about uh, the Dream Team and all that jazz. So uh, if you're not watching, watch it, episodes 1 and 2, 3 and 4. Check them out. Get caught up because 5 and 6 are coming. Um, y'all watch them and listen to the podcast. We're going to be talking about them. So tune in next week. And we'll catch y'all later. You just listen to The Sports Project.